Dagon's Illusion, Episode 41, All That's Left. Ellison Carter rushed up the steps of the mansion. When she saw Eustace, she started crying and hugged him. He was crying, too. Then she pushed him away and yelled, You jerk! Where were you? I went to pick you up and you weren't there! I risked my life and my parents' lives for you! I told you to wait at your house! Bad. Bad, bad. Very bad. Awful. Nasty. Bad, bad. (laughs) He sniffled. You're right. You are very bad and there are going to be serious consequences for this. Then she started crying again. You smell like crap! Entering the mansion, she was horrified. Oh, dear God, look at this. Into the hall came Joshua from one side of the house and Tony Thrain from the other. Ellie stared at them. Who are you? Staples grinned. Oh, we're sort of like junk the storm blew in. Down the steps came Dagon with Millicent hanging on his arm. When Ellie saw them, her eyes flashed with a strange irritation. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to suffer through the storm alone. Yeah, we got a few guests. Obviously. Ellison Carter, that's Joshua Staples. Pleasure to meet you, ma'am. I am the one who saved Mr. Dagon's famous ass from an untimely demise. Really? Well, untimely is debatable. But he is a famous ass. I'm glad you saved it so I could have a chance to kick it off his body. Dagon grimaced. This is Tony Thrain, bartender and pickpocket who brought Millicent Carmody. Millicent has been ill and at the moment is homeless. So you've been taking care of her. How thoughtful. Robert, we need to talk. Privately. Okay, you guys go back to your places and keep watch. Millicent can come with me. Tony put his arm around her. Though she was reluctant to leave Dagon, finally she walked off with him. Ellie led Robert into the ballroom. It's so nice of you to help these people. Very uncharacteristic, but nice. What do you mean, uncharacteristic? I help people all the time. And what was I supposed to do? Send them back out to drown? Don't get defensive. I'm complimenting your compassion. I know your compliments. Clearly you've shown a lot of compassion to Millicent. She seems quite attached to you. The kid is in trouble and she's scared. Yeah, well, whatever she is, she isn't a kid. Tony found her in the street. I mean literally lying in the street. She doesn't know where her family is. She's been gravely ill. I think it could be yellow fever. Yellow fever? I'm not sure. It's just a guess. Whatever it is, she's getting over it. But all of us need to see a doctor as soon as we can. What about the black guy? Where'd he come from? Just wandered in here in the middle of the night. I'd fallen down the stairs and probably would have drowned if he hadn't found me. Robert, you are such an idiot. Anyway, I got a concussion and maybe a couple of cracked ribs. Doesn't hurt unless I breathe. She stared around the room. This is a nightmare. Tell me the rest of the building isn't this bad. It's this bad and worse. The boards blew off the windows on every floor. The only place that doesn't have much damage is the attic. That's where we spent most of our time. Tears came to her eyes. It's over, Robert. The club is finished. We might as well bulldoze the place. Don't you think that's a little premature? Do you remember how much it cost to renovate when we first bought it? This is a hundred times worse. I know it's a little overwhelming, but we've got to keep a positive attitude. A positive attitude? Yeah, whatever it takes, we'll fix it and be back in business. No, we won't. You don't know what's happening out there. I saw the city from the helicopter. New Orleans has been destroyed. The levees broke. Most of the Ninth Ward is underwater. No one knows how many people are dead. The poor couldn't evacuate. No cars or buses to get them out. Thousands are gathered at the Superdome. Thousands more are trying to get there. There's looting and almost no cops. The gangs have free reign. We heard shots. That's why we broke out the guns. As Ellie looked around, she shook her head. Everything we worked so hard for. 
It's all gone. But then she wiped the tears away and her eyes grew hard. Okay, enough of this crap. We've got to figure out how to get all of you out of here. The helicopter's too small. No, we need to stay. The building's full of stuff. We can't leave it to looters. Suddenly there was the roar of an engine and screeching tires. Then car doors opened. Eustace yelled, Go, go, go away! You, you, go away! Okay, what the heck is that? Robert ran into the hall with Ellie behind him. Eustace was on the front steps armed with a two-by-four. Out in front sat an old panel truck. Inside the fence stood four men armed with rifles and shotguns. Their leader, a huge man with a torn sweatshirt and a rag wrapped around his bald head, yelled, You better drop that little stick or we're going to blow your ass away. Dagan cursed. Damn it, I left my rifle on the roof. Stay here. Like hell. He walked out on the porch and Ellie went with him. When the men saw her, they started yelling and whistling. Dagan grabbed Eustace's arm. Go back inside. I'll handle this. But Eustace didn't move. Me, 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 beat, beat the poopy out of him. No, you won't. He moved in front of him. Look, you guys are wasting your time. We got nothing. The storm wiped us out. Suddenly from the east end of the house appeared Tony Thrain with his shotgun raised. Millicent was with him. When the gang saw her, they started yelling louder. What you gonna do with that shotgun, cracker? You might get one of us, but the rest of us gonna blow you to hell. Make you a deal. Give us the bitches and we'll leave. Dagon moved forward. Look, this is going to be more trouble for you than it's worth. You hurt anybody here and they're going to hunt you down if it takes forever. I'll make you a deal. I've got a couple hundred bucks in my wallet. You can have it, but you've got to leave right now. We ain't going nowhere, old man. But since you want to donate to a good cause, just drop that wallet on the ground. Suddenly, four quick shots rang out. One after the other, all four weapons were blasted out of the gang's hands. They screamed and swore. From the other end of the building stepped Joshua Staples with his .30-06 raised. Get your hands in the air! Get them up there! Hi, 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 hi! Move, move! The gang obeyed. Now keep them up and turn around real slow. Mr. Dagan, would you do the honors of checking these fine young gentlemen to make sure they ain't got no backup hardware hidden in their cod pieces? Search them good now. Spread your legs, girlfriends! Carefully, Dagon frisked the men and removed several pistols. Now you fat little bitches, turn around and face me! That's right! Several of them were bleeding from shrapnel wounds. So here's the deal, sweet cheeks. We're going to have a little game. When I count three, you're going to race each other down the street. You're going to leave your truck here, because I'm sure it don't belong to you anyway. Before I count, I want you to contemplate with me the reality of your precarious situation. Four shots, fast as I can fire them, and four of you nailed just the way I wanted. What that means is, if you don't run fast enough, I could give you a lead wedgie all the way up to your eyeballs and blow your willy peter off just for the fun of target practice. And trust me, gentlemen... I wouldn't think twice about killing you. Always looking for an opportunity to add to my personal hit list. It's already got a lot of scumbags on it, but there's always room for a few more. I'm going to count now. Get your pudgy little legs all set. One, two, three. Run like hell. The gang ran. When they had vanished around a corner, Staples chuckled and lowered his rifle. Wasn't that a crap full of fun? Don't get to do that very often these days. Glad they were cooperative. Only loaded up four rounds just to make it fair. Dagan stared at him. Where'd you learn to shoot that way?
told you I was a Green Beret in Nam. After that, used to win the drunken bum shoot-up in the homeless Olympics every year. You need a little more faith, Mr. Dagan. Indeed you do. Banging came from inside the truck. What the hell is that? Dagan walked over to it. I suggest a bit of care as we find out. Joshua loaded several more rounds into his weapon. Go to the rear of the truck, sir. Mr. Tony Thrain and me will cover these doors. The men took their positions. Now, Mr. Dagan, why don't you very carefully go up and open and then jump back? We'll see what's inside. Cautiously, Dagan did as he had been told. When the doors were open, the banging stopped. On the floor of the truck lay a young African-American man tied up with his mouth taped. Dagan jumped in and pulled the tape off. The man gasped. Thank you. Oh, God, I can breathe. When he was untied, he climbed out. Praise you, Jesus. I thought I was dead meat. What happened to you? Came into town last night to check on my grandfather. He lives in the Ninth Ward, and he's the only family I've got. But the storm was so bad I couldn't drive. Tried to get to him this morning, but everything's flooded. I was turning the truck around when those idiots jumped me. Sorry, I'm Jedediah Mayfield. Suddenly there was the roar of a helicopter. Ellie looked up. He's back already? She turned to Dagan and yelled, I've got to go. Do you have enough food and water? Yes. How about a battery radio? Got that too. Listen, can you take Millicent to a hospital? Hey, sure, why not? He went to Millicent and yelled, Would you go with her? She'll take you to see a doctor. In that? Millicent stared in horror. Yes. No, no, I can't. Terrified, she ran into the house. Ellie yelled, I guess that means she wants to stay with you. Take good care of her. I'll be back as soon as I can. Running to the helicopter, she jumped in, and it took off.